0: everybody, well welcome back to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and of course I'm joined as always with my co-hosts Jimmy Marion and Darian Smith. And guys, UAB was able to get it done against a really good Drake team, 79-78 in overtime. Whew. Before we get to discuss that beautiful game... This game recap episode and all game recap episodes are brought to you by Cahaba Brewing Company. And guys, I was able to go out there today before the game because, you know, we talked about that holiday blonde uh, that they had in the tap room. Who Lives up to the hype. Amazing. You know, just a very festive, uh, flavorful blonde. You know, their blonde, their regular blonde is so good i mean it's one of the f- best beers in the state of alabama but that holiday blonde like i had to message uh eric and said I-, I think this is one of the best beers i've ever had it was that good so get that cranberry and that cinnamon Woo! so hey, i had this, to get
1: this this turned from like a sponsorship to like <laughs> reminiscing real quick like- <laughs> hey <laughs> hey i am just being real man you know i mean it, we,
0: we love sponsors you know but whew. This this was amazing. So if you haven't had the chance, get down to the tap room and uh, check out that holiday blonde. I guarantee you it won't last long. Um, so get you one there and get you one to go. Um, it is a tap room exclusive. But of course, all their core beers are solid. So go to Cahababrewing.com dot com and check out all the offerings that they have. And also, hey, if you're on YouTube, um, hopefully this works. And this is our first video podcast that we're trying out. So uh, follow us on uh, YouTube, our channel YouTube channel uh, at Blazer Pod. Hopefully this works out to where it's a uh, pretty cool video uh, for your YouTube listeners of the Blazer Victory Podcast. But guys, that freaking game! Let's go! UAB gets a huge dub, seventy nine to seventy eight, over the Drake Bulldogs. Darian, what? Real quick, what are your just very brief, uh, quick takeaways from this big win for UAB? Effort.
1: Effort. That's 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 what I come away with. Effort and emotion, especially in that second half. Um, I was texting y'all about Christian Coleman, And, like, everybody thinks it's a play. And maybe it's the jumpers or, you know, the, the offensive rebounding or the defense he held or DeBribe. <clears throat> I told y'all, I said, the, the play that made me perk up. Is when we were kind of lethargic. We was going back and forth from being lethargic, being that old, the old Blazers basketball team where in transition, in transition defense, we kind of run, and we kind of do this jogging, slow thing, kind of look at the ball, and the other team always get like a one on one matchup and an easy layup on the guard or something. I'm like, just get back, get back on defense and get in help position. Well, I saw I was kind of doing that again, but then Christian Coleman was on the floor. I saw him sprint. Full speed. It's like, um, I don't I don't know if this is the first time this has happened or, or what. But everybody was kind of doing the jogging thing. He, he busted his tail to get back on defense. And he single-handedly took away two points and got us, you know, just by his effort, just by getting back and playing defense because he wanted to. That was when I first was like, oh, he's engaged. You know, he's giving it his all. And his effort kept up through the whole game that same way. We need that effort. Second, my second moment is when Eric Gaines, you know, I, I, I believe he got fouled <clears throat> or I can't remember what happened, but just seeing him, I you hardly ever get to see him show emotion. Man, he got up clapping, fired up, did this to the fans. I'm like, I'll text y'all like emotion, but that's, that's what you need from that, from him, right? You need him to be it's not about him I don't care we know he can dunk he's explosive he does all of that that's cool but I need that that leader and he did it with his decision making too he started driving with the plan you know when he drove in the second half it was to get people in position to get them set up he wasn't trying to force shots I can't say that last layup was kind of forced but whatever that whole second half he he drove with a plan and see we, we got the Ortiz three they put him over there in the corner. You help off strong side, dish it out, wide open three. Good decision. He did that all second half. We need that second half air games. that guy with a plan. We need that team with that effort. We need that team with the emotion. And we can actually do something with this season if we get that version of the team.
2: Yeah, Darren, you talk about the effort, and the stats would support that as well, right? So when you're looking at some of those statistics, whether it be steals or blocks, uh, UAB finished the game with nine steals and five blocks, uh, which was a lot of effort defensively. And, uh, you know, John, you had asked a question during the uh, the media availability about whether or not the players felt as if defense was getting better uh, effort-wise, communication-wise, and I think tonight was a good example of uh, that progression that started in the second half of the Alabama A&M game carried over against a Montevallo team that's not a Division I opponent. But we're able to see it today uh, against a good, quality Drake team. And and that was huge for us. And, you know, you look at that magic number, right? We talk about not allowing the opponent to score 80 points because that's been a bugaboo for this UAB uh, team. When the opponent scores 80 points, they haven't fared too well. Uh, So first and foremost, the effort stands out for me uh, team wise and, uh, you know, shooting the ball better today. Uh, So for the most part, you've got uh, much more efficient shot making. So uh, on the season, this was probably the third, maybe the fourth at the most uh, that UAB has shot over 50 percent from the field and a team like UAB that's shooting probably around 30 percent from three point range to what to make. What was it? 40 percent today uh, was big. So, you know, that was big. Eight made threes, uh, which has to be what, twice, you know, our season average per game. Uh, So, shot making was there, playmaking was there. So, uh, the one Eric Gaines uh, pass that he had to Christian Coleman underneath uh, was very nice. Uh, I personally thought, yeah, I thought he was going to kick it out again for the three point uh, shot in the corner, Uh, but he had that shot. Unfortunately, Christian Coleman wasn't able to uh, convert on that, but I think it was a small sign. Again, we talked about on the Patreon about Eric Gaines' play as of late. Um, And this goes back. We talked about after the Bradley game and going throughout the season that we would like to see Eric Gaines be a facilitator. And that is exactly what's happened the past three games. He has to be averaging eight, eight and a half assists the last three games. Uh, He had nine today and only two turnovers. I mean, that's what we're talking about right here. So, we're seeing a combination of effort defensively that's improving. We're seeing EG facilitate the ball. We're seeing turnovers remain low. We're continuing to get to the free throw line. We need to convert a higher percentage. Uh, There's no getting around that. Uh, I think we had, what, nine misses today at the free throw line. That could have cost us. Uh, But we were able to still win the game uh, because we were able to be successful making shots.
0: Yeah, you guys hit it. I mean – Darren, you talk about effort. Jimmy, you talked about effort. But this, I think today was the best uh team defensive performance of the season. And, and you look at doing that against a team like Drake that is so um just sound on the on the offensive end. You know, they they're top but sixty nine or sixty eight uh and offensive efficiency. Uh this is a team that, yeah, everything goes through uh, DeVries. Um, but I mean this was a guy that DeVries, I mean, yeah, that dude was taller than I thought, you know, looking at him in person. Um, But, I mean, what a dude. But the guys really were getting – the feet were moving well today. They were communicating well. So let's just hope that this is the game that we can all go back uh, at the end of the season or whatever and look back and say, okay, that Drake game was where they – clicked and started figuring things out. Now we've got another tough opponent next Friday night, you know, in UNC Asheville who just knocked off app state who Auburn fans listening would know they lost to app state, but this UNC Asheville team just beat uh, app state. So they're, they're not, they're not a slouch. They're going to come into Bartow next Friday night. Thank God. It's an, <laughs> an evening game. So uh, more folks can get out there to Bartow, but, but yeah, hell of a game today. Um, I thought the energy in Bartow was phenomenal, at least in the second half um, and in the overtime period. Um, And (laughs) I said, you know, since this is an afternoon game, you know, Jimmy heard me. But I I said, hey, man, we got to wrap this up. I got to go pick up my kids from daycare. And then I I forgot that we had a honey-baked ham in the car. So Elizabeth's worrying (laughs) about the freaking honey-baked ham. But, hey, all smiles. Great dub, great team dub um, today in Barto.
1: Yeah, if you look at I don't know if it's Devries or Devries, but if you look at Devries, um, he has a lot of Luka Doncic to his game. It's like uh, he's tall, he's he's a thicker guy. He's
0: not bro that just, shot that he that shot he hit to force overtime. I was like, ain't no way in hell he's gonna make that. And then no,
1: <laughs> so it's his strength, right? He's a bigger guy. And he plays very balanced so he's able to get you off of him and but he's crafty as well so if you do move the wrong way he's herky jerky it's a foul but he can shoot right so you have to play on him but you can't be too aggressive you got to play it right so i get it it's hard to to really measure up because if christian coming would have went and swiped to foul him at that time that would have been a shooting three right so the reason people are like oh why won't you contest well he didn't want to get a foul. Like guys like that are crafty, and um, it was a tough shot. He just made it. And he's a good player, and you know, it's a couple things that I saw in this game. One thing that we could get caught up on, I feel like we tend to get bogged down, is our spacing. We we play two traditional bigs in the sense of front. So it was super important on for Yaxel when his first made three of the year in, in overtime. He confidently it wasn't a second, he, it was a good look. It was a good three, right? Like, but he confidently stepped into it and he shot that thing. Like he made 33s all year and he, he let it fly. And I just love the emotion afterwards. He, it was so confident. It wasn't like, oh, I'm the, oh I am can't believe I'm taking it. He was like, oh yeah, this is my, eye. bam. And then he was talking. He was like, oh, I do this, right? I that's that's what we need going forward and seeing Daniel Ortiz really playing his role Right, knocking down his shots when he opens. So Jimmy referenced the three-point, the three-point percentage. Well, I can go back into. I bet it's a reflection of the three-point quality that we got. A lot of times, you know, we had a lot of those step back. I'm gonna try to cook you that stuff. <laughs> you're gonna make one out of seven of those, right? Yeah, th- there's that, no
0: Jelly Walker on this team that that's gonna hit those consistently. Yeah.
1: Right, and then even even Jelly struggle to hit those consistently you know the thing the difference was teams are going to try to pack the paint against us because we got yaks and we have um jd and uh, we sub in christian coleman right but we were able to make the open ones we saw tony tony make a couple he made his open ones we saw butter running off of those screens looking like ray allen sometimes he made a couple um I think Eric made an open one. It's the quality of shots that we get. Of course, Daniel Ortiz knocked down his opportunities at three. But we had all of our looks were all, almost all of them were clean. We need to take and make those. And that mid-range jumper that Christian Coleman hit, I know we talked about this earlier in the year, huge, huge, because now you can't just pack the paint. Earlier in the game, sometimes Yaks, Sometimes Eric and JD, they got caught up in double teams just trying to get the ball up because teams are really squeezing down and saying, hit shots. Well, I saw Butter. They tried to go under on Butter. Butter step back. Cash, three. Like, all of that stuff is important to put on film. So when teams look at the next team, team they say, "Ah, oh, guys, we can't just play off of them because they do have guys in certain positions that can make those shots. So as long as we have those those guys taking those shots, that's good. It seems like everybody is getting comfortable finding a role. I think that's the most important part to it. Everybody has a role to play. When Eric drives and he gets into the lane, he keeps his dribble alive, he's still able to hit J.D. on the dump-off down low so he can get a shot. In the past, Eric would go up and he would just try to force a shot. Like, there's no plan. It's like, I'm just going to score. Now he's getting there and saying – I'm gonna be able to get you in this spot. And it's working. And I'm like, ah, everybody has a role. Everybody knows what to do, or they're figuring it out. And that's to me is the most pleasing thing of this. Now you don't have to worry about that as a player. You can just go back and play with all all out effort, especially on defense. And then once you get the ball back, you know where you're gonna get your points from. Let's keep it, let's keep building. I think I think we got something cooking we got something cooking and we just got
2: to keep on building from here. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, another popular topic that we talked about early in the season was just trying to figure out the rotation, like who's going to reveal themselves, who's going to be in that, let's call it seven or eight primary players, because AK is not going to play 10 plus guys a night, you know, as we get the conference play and conference play being right around the corner, it seems as if we have our eight guys, right. The eight guys that play tonight, and uh, UAB uh, was able to get this victory tonight despite, um, you know, a performance that was not uh, his best out of Alejandro Vasquez, you know. So he came back tonight uh, after having sat the pass game for an injury. And uh, he was three points. He didn't make a basket, it looks like. Um, but when you talk about Coleman and Ortiz, you, you've already hit on it. And uh, not just the fact that they were hitting shots, but the timing of hitting those shots Coleman was able to get some of those mid-range jumpers when things were getting really tight uh, there in the second half, and you guys have hit an Ortiz. Uh, he had not only the corner three that was a potential game winner, but he came off a screen. I believe it was a long two um, you know, in, the, in the overtime or the second late in the second half period as well. So he made timely uh, shot-making as well. Um, and look at a guy like J.D., um, who played 41 minutes a night. I mean, Ooh. that's got to be... A career high. I know it's counting the overtime. We have to back, go back and look at Bradley because I, I remember Bradley uh, early in the year, which by the way was very reminiscent to me um, today. You know, thinking about you know Bradley and Drake, and and that had me worried. Um, but another another guy that we haven't necessarily talked about yet uh, was Tony Tony, and you know I'd be curious to go back and look to see uh uab the last couple of seasons how many games uab has won when tony tony has hit multiple threes uh when he's able to stretch the floor he hit two or three uh against straight today and we needed every single one of them right um but we know what tony tony can do effort wise we know what he can do in the defensive side of the court uh but when you have a guy like him getting those two threes that's bonus uh to me and he hit two big threes today and so shout out to him and Jimmy. uh a, do, yeah. Do
1: you know how many rebounds
2: he made? God. Tony Tony had, was credited with two rebounds, but I'm glad you asked the question, Darian, because uh, on the defensive glass today, I think is an area where it was an area of opportunity for UAB on the defensive glass. And, um, you know, our guards uh, really stepped up. Eric Gaines with seven big rebounds. Daniel Ortiz had three rebounds in his 18 minutes of play, but they were big-time rebounds. And so the guy... 51 on Brad, or excuse me, on Drake is a load. Like he had whatever it was, 17. That's a big boy. That's yeah, a big he's boy. a big guy. I mean, he has a lot of strength. He he has the same kind of uh, angles that you know AK talks about with uh, with JD. Um, so he was a scorer. He was a he was a menace around the basket. Um, and so he he was in my opinion really just pushing people around, doing a great job on the uh, offensive glass and uh that was really giving drake second half or excuse me second chance opportunities in the second half uh which was good this game i looked at uh big jim a couple of times and i said we keep getting up five or six points and drake would respond and credit to drake because they're a good basketball team but that's what made me really nervous throughout the second half was like we couldn't get that separation i think our largest league of the game what was it, seven or eight points potentially. So neither team led by double digits, if memory serves me right. And so it was just back and forth. Yeah, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And you got to think, we talked about this in the preview, you got to think that UAB's tight games early in the year really helped out in this. And I mean primarily from a mental standpoint because you're not getting overwhelmed in the moment. And we talked about Drake and how many Impressive wins that they had, uh, as it relates to it was Nevada, I think, off the top of my head, um, and they had a couple, a, a couple other, you know, good wins as well. But they had a lot saw, of games we, that we
1: saw how bad that State yes
2: we struggled there exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so they they were a little different than UAB in that they were winning their games by a large margins. So this is going to be a game uh, that's probably a really good experience for a Drake team. It's going to be very good. Um, as UAB tries to turn the corner and go into conference play, I do believe that Drake's going to be one of those teams that, you know, UAB fans can, can root for because they're going to continue to help, uh, you know, build UAB's resume as we go forward. But yeah, just, a, an awesome game, a good atmosphere to John's point, And thank goodness UAB was able to pull out the W.
0: Yeah. And that's something that Andy said, uh, post game with David Crane on the radio it was like, thank God we won that game because, that that would have been a very hard loss to swallow um for this UAB program um you know heading into the Christmas break um but thank goodness thank goodness that they did uh, come out with the dub uh, before we go any further uh, I do want to shout out the patreon patreon.com/blazerpot as Jimmy mentioned we do have uh, uh, over 20 minutes of uh, media availability uh from this week of the UAB basketball program, Um, Andy Kennedy, Javion Davis, and Yaks uh, were there for the media to talk with. So for just $5 a month, you get access to uh, content like that. But also, this morning, guys, (laughs) we just dropped our uh, National Signing Day uh, show on the Patreon, and guys, we recorded over an hour of uh, content to talk about all 17 UAB signees. And guys, you're not going to hear that anywhere. You know uh, shout out to magic city impact i know they do a great job um so we definitely uh keep you know supporting them but also support us on the audio side because it was just such such a great time you know l- listening to uh darian talk breakdown film and talk about these guys and jimmy kind of talking about how these guys fit into roster construction so definitely if you're not a patreon supporter go ahead and go to patreon.com slash blazer pod and become a supporter
2: hey, um, our, our patrons won't be surprised by this john but even a one point overtime game i was still on x trying to see if we're gonna pick <laughs> up one more lineman you know, yes he was i bet, he you, was. Day, he I bet you darian i bet you darian uh was watching the game and he was thinking random time he's like well if we can just get this guy, we could shuffle him and his versatility. I bet you Darren <laughs> was thinking about football during that game. We know.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I made a three in a cup of about 24-7 right yeah. before the game. It was pretty Atta good. boy. And, and then, um, you know, the position I was thinking about wasn't line, I man. It was safety. Okay. <laughs> nice. So I was wondered if we could pick up a safety. But, yeah, you guys go to the Patreon and check that out. We had a real insightful, lengthy discussion. Um here probably coming soon on the free feed we might have a a more general discussion about recruiting as well but uh but but right now i'm just happy our guys thank god like he's like uh coach ak said we got that win because there were some opportunities our communication on defense still did break down a couple of times we left the breeze open Mm -hmm. like two two or three too many times and if we can get that cleaned up, specifically our big the big communication, sometimes when Yaks and JB got caught on some of these uh, screen and roll plays, they the communication wasn't there sometimes. so we just need our bigs and our guards. We need everybody to communicate. and we cannot be late rotating when we go to that one three one. Do not you if we I promise you it's a death sentence if we rotate too late, it's a corner three open every time. That guy in the middle that's occupying the the big or whoever's down low, they have to sprint out there, make that guy put it on the floor so our guards can come back and help. If you don't do that, it's cash. And one time, Jimmy, you you said we kept getting up by like five or so. Mm -hmm. We We got up by five late. And it was Yax who was late. He was late on the rotation. And I think it was DeVries. It was Cash in the corner, and they were right back in the game. Mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I tweeted, I was like, guys, keep the consistent effort. Like, if you go to that one three one, accept that you're going to have to sell out on that corner three and make them put it on the floor. So, guys, the, the guys got to keep on with the effort like multiple ways. That's why I love Tony. Tony, he took away what he took away two points by diving to the rim. He got end up getting a he affected a shot at the rim when it looked like a wide open layup at one point. And we got to have continuous multiple efforts like that if we want to really build on what we're doing. If we want to build an identity, especially defensively, it's going to be about multiple efforts and communication and some emotion. Show some more fire. Let's go. Keep it going. And I feel like we can do some. Do I feel like we will be like an, an at-large team? I think we put ourselves too much in the hole to be at-large. But we could be a tournament party pooper, baby. Like the way if we keep on building, yes, we can. We can do that. So keep on building. Keep on winning. Let's scare, scare the heck out of these teams going forward. Um, I, don't, I don't think nobody wants to see us going forward.
2: Hey, I said the same thing last year. I'll push back on those that say, hey, don't track the other opponents, what they're doing. You know, resume doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it does. I think this year for the NIT tournament, they made some changes as it relates to automatic, you know, regular season champions, whether they're permitted to – you know, get an automatic bid or not. And so we, all of us, you know, that are listening to this and that watched UAB march through the NIT tournament last year saw how beneficial that was and how fun that was. And so um, maybe, I mean, it's still early in the year if we want to say, hey, an at-large bid is is unrealistic at this time, that's fine. But all these wins still matter. Uh, All this resume building still matters. Because it may come into play as it relates to getting into the NIT. And then you think about if you get into the NIT, whether or not you're able to host a game. How fun was that last year when UAB was able to host several NIT opponents in Bartow Arena and get several games you know, on national television to go and extend their seasons, extend their careers. And so uh, Blazer fans, definitely celebrate. Enjoy this. Push back on the haters. It's still a long season. Everybody's going to be 0-0 in America, and I've already been looking at it. That's right, Darren. I've already been looking at the conference schedule, and yeah, we got to play FAU pretty early on the road, uh, but there's also, in my opinion, a relatively um, a decent slate of AAC games to start off with where UAB can catch some momentum early in the AAC, so enjoy this uh everybody enjoy your christmas break let's get back to bartow next friday against unc Asheville. they got drew pember uh i think you guys know who that guy is i think he transferred from tennessee he's been there for a little while speaking of bigs that guy's versatile he's going to be you know uh, a good uh opponent to watch hopefully uab gets the dub and then uh, we're able to go in the new year and get this aac play start off right
0: definitely well said All right, guys, well, this, you know, we're 26 minutes in. I think this is a good uh, way to, a, a good time to wrap up. But again, UAB gets the dub 79 78 over Drake in overtime. A very important non conference win for UAB. But guys, you know we'll be back. Um, We're we're probably not going to be in your feed until uh, after uh, Christmas, well after Christmas. So definitely, all of our listeners have a Merry Christmas, safe travels if you're traveling anywhere uh, to go with family or friends, and spread the word about the Blazer Victory Podcast. And hey, if you're uh, watching us on YouTube, uh, let us know what you think. Do you like the video or? Are are we too ugly? You want us to go back to just audio? <laughs>
2: so, right, hey, okay. Darian I, put on sleeves. Yeah, I was about to say Darian put on sleeves for this. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah,
0: woo, woo, baby, let's go, man. Save that for the only <laughs> All right, Jimmy, you want to go ahead and cl- uh, send us out?
2: Hey, Blazer Nation, just Blaze.